In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. At the beginning of 7.30 Mass on Sundays, we pray the Angelus, just as we do at other Masses without a choir, mostly weekday Masses. At the other Masses on Sunday morning, there's some kind of hymn, And then at the conclusion of the hymn is the entrance antiphon chanted. The entrance antiphon is the first line of scripture that you hear me say when I get to the chair and open the book. At the conclusion of this Mass, we pray the St. Michael prayer, just like we do at every Mass, and then uh, we scatter to the four winds. Some, Some of us are able to take some time to make an act of thanksgiving, which is great. At the other Masses, we chant a Marian hymn. And it's the Marian hymn that corresponds to night prayer for that time of year. For most of the year, the Marian hymn that concludes the church's prayers at the end of the day in the Liturgy of the Hours is the Salve Regina. Familiar enough, some of us might even be able to sing it. Uh, all of us would be able to um, probably recognize it. And we all know what it is in translation it's the Hail Holy Queen. It's the last prayer that we usually pray at the end of the, the rosary. From the first Sunday of Advent up until tonight, the church concludes night prayer with. The Alma Redemptoris Mater, or Loving Mother of the Redeemer. At the rest of the Sunday Masses and last night, it sounds like this. Alma Redemptoris Mater, que per via celi porta manat. At stella marines, so cure cadenti, so gere qui curat popolo, tu que genuisti, natura mirante, tum sanctum genitore, virgo prius ac posterius, Gabrieli sabore, sum antilud ave, pregatorum miserere. Loving Mother of the Redeemer, who remains the accessible gateway of heaven and star of the sea, give aid to a falling people that strives to rise. O thou who begot thy holy creator, while all nature marveled, virgin before and after, receiving that Ave from the mouth of Gabriel, have mercy on sinners. The Feast of the Presentation, what we call it now, for centuries was known as the Purification of Mary. There were quotes of the Old Testament embedded in the gospel. 
that refer back to the old law that requires that the woman who becomes a mother after giving birth, obviously she's been a mother for the nine months carrying her baby, is to, on the 40th day, bring the baby and offer a sacrifice in the temple. A wealthy family, a ram or a sheep, a poor family is allowed to get away with just sacrificing a pair of birds, as we hear described of Mary and Joseph. The sacrifice is for the cleansing and the purification of the mother and for the dedication of the mother and child to God. The solemnity of the purification is the oldest Marian feast in the Western calendar, going back to the very first centuries because of its biblical description. The churches in the East uh, started to celebrate it by the 6th century. The Christmas octave for eight days concludes an epiphany, but it should be clear when we read this part of Luke's gospel that the Holy Family was in Bethlehem for 40 days, and they went to Jerusalem on the 40th day. We know that after the Magi visited, they went straight to Egypt. Uh, that couldn't have happened in the matter of a few days, uh, with the return only coming after the death of Herod. But we know from sacred scripture that the Holy Family came to Jerusalem every year on pilgrimage. That explains why when Herod slaughtered the innocents, he was looking not for newborns, but for boys, children born uh, within the last two years. As we allow sacred scripture to form our envisioning of how all of this happened, and even a little bit of what it was like, the Blessed Virgin Mary is at the focus of these first 40 days. We didn't call the last few days part of the Christmas season, didn't need to. Uh, custom attributes to it the title, the Christmas cycle. And your Christmas decorations probably were long put away, and that's, that's okay, but these will stay up for at least until uh, night prayer tonight. Because the church rejoices with the Blessed Virgin Mary, as she does with the prophet Simeon. Simeon was in the temple on this 40th day, and his proclamation of praise, Now, Master, you may let your servant go in peace according to your word, for my eyes have seen your salvation, which you prepared in the sight of all the peoples, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and glory for your people Israel. Fittingly, the church offers up those prayers every night, every day of the week, every season of the year, at night prayer. We rejoice that we lived this day to see not all of the complete fulfillment of God's promises, but the fulfilling of God's promise. It is underway. God is true and faithful and strong and powerful and able to accomplish his ends even through newborn children. At various points of the Christmas season, uh, as well as the weeks of Advent, uh, and then in these last weeks 
between the Christmas season and the Feast of the Purification or the Presentation, the church has had different prayers that usually accompany the Alma Redemptoris Mater. And they reflect how we can only begin to imagine how Our Lady experienced all of this. And especially in this occasion on the 40th day, when she and the Lord were presented in the temple and the sacrifice offered, Simeon rejoicing that God's promises has been fulfilled and he has seen the Messiah. As Our Lady offers up in the Holy of Holies the only begotten Son of God, we pray that one day she can present us in the Holy of Holies in heaven as God's faithful children. Let us pray. O God, who by the fruitful virginity of blessed Mary has given to mankind the rewards of eternal salvation, grant, we beseech thee, that we may experience her intercession for us, through whom we deserved to receive the author of life, our Lord Jesus Christ, thy Son. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit.